everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 510. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And Ari is out tonight. He's doing a mid-week, uh, mid-shift this week, so, you know, got, got to make your money where you can, bro. So, he hopefully he will be back next week, and we'll have the whole gang together. So, that's how we do around here. Anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Yeah. We're okay. Got a lot of, kind of, a lot of work done. <laughs> so, we'll see. I, I I I totally get that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little, little sore, a little tired, and I'll get into that in just a bit. But you know, anywho, oh, let me get to the rundown. You think I'd know this by now? But anywho, we are live tonight, week of August tenth, twenty twenty one, right here on Twitch TV. We are here uh, live Tuesdays from nine thirty to eleven Eastern Daylight Time. You can find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, and you can find more information about them at vlognetwork.com and also at twitch.tv slash vlognetwork. And don't forget, we have a Discord, so come hang out with us in our Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a channel, so you can come by and hang out at vlognetwork.com slash Discord. So, yeah. So, anywho, um, let's go around the room here real quick. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um... Long and long. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's seriously it. I uh I was not really feeling very well this past weekend, um but still did my weekly cook so that mm-hmm. I had my lunches and all of that. And other than that, I've basically been attempting to, you know, get some sort of sleep. Because What's sleep? sleep. <laughs> I mean, I had to go to bed early last night to secure um, hotel rooms for Zenkai, and I'm just like dragging ass at the computer this morning with my co- my coffee. You know, I th- I think my body's gotten used to the fact that I am never up before ten fifteen. Yeah, but you don't have to. True, but my thing is this. If I wake up after 12 o'clock, then I really don't want to do whatever I have to do that day. Because to me, the day is already gone. It's already wasted. So why bother? I'll just sit here and play video games all day, you know? Yeah, I really wish I could sleep longer. (laughs) This whole having to be up and going to work and all of that sucks. I know. Especially this morning with all that rain. I was driving through partially flooded areas which was so much fun this morning there was rain this morning there was a lot of rain here this morning Mm. yeah we actually had a lot of flash flooding and all of that stuff so before i even got on the parkway to get to work i was already running late because of parts of uh, my drive that were just deep in water that would explain the weather last night because usually like, like I said, for like basically for the last, I'd say, month and a half, 
I have been turning off my air conditioner at night because the temperature drops down to like 73, 74. So there's no need for me to have it on. And then there have been nights it drops down to 68. So it's like, well, I might as well just turn the sucker off. So it dropped down to like 66 last night. I'm just like, okay. And I think I heard it raining last night. So I was like, oh. And then when I woke up this morning, it was like, oh, everything looked fine, you know? And as Theo says, three weeks ago, we got rain and got a flash flood warning. And Masha Otaku says, it was raining men. But Hallelujah. For, yeah, but for the ladies here, they'd rather be raining indentured serv uh, servants so they can actually have people to do the work that they need to get done. So, you know. No. No, I'm happy to do my own. So you don't want an indentured sir, uh, slave to run to the store and get the things that you need? No. No. I'll take a house elf. <laughs> See? I, you know, I would probably be in what it, what was that club of like freeing the house elves? I, I'm, I'm you? much more comfortable not designating <laughs> things. So having someone to designate things to would be a nightmare. Like a literal nightmare. I'm that anxious of a potato. See, I just want I, somebody I, to clean for me. I think I want somebody to go to the gym for me, but you know, it doesn't oh always, it doesn't God. work that way. I know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, have it magically sent to you. Yeah. You know, I want somebody to clean for me. Just, like, snap my fingers and poof, it's all gone. Isn't that how those, like, college uh, college cleaning groups go? Like, you point at it and it disappears. Sia DeBerry says, I want someone to triage my work emails. When it comes uh, to work emails, I'm like this. If my name is not in the email, it it gets deleted or sent to read to a read later folder. <laughs> God, one place I worked, it was like she would put she would put everybody in the department on these emails if something wasn't done. I'm just sitting here going, not everybody needs to know this shit, but Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, it was a week and a day. Um, mm. I've just been working on all the streaming stuff and getting ready to do game night and a lot of other stuff going on. Um, we were working on today some different things. Um, I'm hoping to make it out to a lovely gardens and take a bunch of pictures. So I was trying to make up something nice for that. Um, that's not cosplay related or anything. Mm -hmm. And then I have finally, I think I mentioned this last time I gathered all the supplies for hyperdimensional Neptunia, just right. Neptune, just basically costumes to like sleep in. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm getting slightly getting back into cosplay and then working on patterns for that it's really boring stuff like sewing is such a misnomer because it's just literally it encompasses everything about sewing but in itself does not always mean that that is the action you are completing well i i, I totally get what you're talking about but yeah so it's just basically been a lot of prep work and then getting ramped up to do some fun things with my community so yay woot so my weekend day has been the same, more or less, but this time, I, I believe I did not mention this before, but I did join a gym, um, and it's not 
well, yeah, I do want to lose weight, but it's more for health benefits than anything else. So I ended up signing up for uh, for a physical trainer. And so I've had like the fitness. I haven't had the actual training class yet. That's not until Thursday, but I've been going basically every single day. And I forgot what it was like to hurt in places that normally don't hurt. And I do now I understand what they mean by, you know, if you walk it off, you'll feel better. So what I started doing was like I do like 15 minutes on the elliptical, then I do five minutes on a treadmill walking, then 10 minutes on the bike, five minutes on the treadmill. And then, you know, I go home and then, you know, I'm still feeling it in my calves. And I'm just like, as soon as I get home, I'm going to pass the fuck out. By the time I get home, I'm like, I actually feel pretty good. I think I'll sit here and take care of some more work. So, you know. And something else, you know, um, I, I finally I finally got around to um, doing this Google certification. If you're unemployed and in the state of New York, they have a deal with Coursera where you can do all of these different courses and stuff for free. And I see there's basically only one course on there that fits my demographic of what I want to do, IT. So it's like a Google IT certification. So I'm like, I'll do it. I can sit here and do this in my sleep. So I finally get around to opening it up. They give me a complete five-week breakdown of the course. And I'm just looking at this like, five weeks? So I end up finishing the whole thing in three hours. <laughs> Sounds like my college computer course. It was this was simple shit. And what pisses me off is that I could go towards the A plus certification and fail that because they're going to ask me shit that I will never need to know. Most of what's on the A plus certification, you will never need to know as a technician. You really don't. So it's like, you know, it's whatever. But yeah, I knocked that out, so I'm like, oh, one plus thing, you know. And thanks, Dio, I appreciate that. It's just a matter of time. I just had to get up and go. I was actually, like I said, I was waiting for, like, my, I did my, my yearly physical. I was waiting for everything to come back so I know how to focus and go on. And yeah, Washio Taku, he says, I have an A-plus certification from 2003 and it doesn't expire. Yeah, from, like, 2000 to 2005 the a plus certifications don't expire and after that you have to renew so i'm just like yeah, that's kind of crazy oh and one more thing i i did i forgot to mention this but um i guess i i have a um i guess a personal trainer and the, the and the manager that runs the retro fitness i'm at i'm talking to him he's going through the whole the routine and everything the guy's name is Adonis. I know! I know! I know! That's great. A-plus, Rodma. You shooting for that Greek god physique. Alright. This... No. Hell no. Absolutely not. Do you... Do you realize how long it would take me to, to actually pull off something like Hercules? No. I, I, I am in it for the long run to lose 30 pounds. I am not in it in the long run to, you know, to be Blackulies, you know? No, that's not happening. 
you'd have to be like super dehydrated anyway. Mm. They're always talking about like how a lot of those movie stars and models had to basically be like two hours from blacking out of dehydration anyway. And to me, I like I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Being dehydrated. Whoa. Yeah, that's how they actually get those muscular cuts. Mm-hmm, I know. Is they're completely dehydrated, so their skin is super thin, and they have no water, and that's why they're so super cut. Oh, I know, I know. And Cedar Beery says, but does he live up to the name? <sighs> kind of, sort of, you know. But his hair kind of stands out on his own, you know. And Washi Otaku says, next you'll meet Aphrodite with two muscle men holding her boobs. Well, I mean, con season started up. It's just a matter of time. Okay, it's a reference to the anime Record of Ragnarok. When Aphrodite... No, I was going to say, yeah. I thought that there was an anime chick yeah. who had a giant chest who was like that. Yes. I haven't checked and out there have it was been like on pa- Netflix or something. And I was like, this is, this is different. There, and there <laughs> has been parodies of that. My favorite parody is... Is Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure walking in, and the Pillar Men are holding up his barra titties? You know, that's the best parody I have ever seen. <laughs> God. Whew. Okay, let's move along to our housekeeping notes here. Uh, let's see. Uh, don't forget, every episode of Anime Jam Session is available on YouTube. Ava- episodes are available starting Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Daylight Time. These are all the episodes going back to the beginning of the year. So if you miss episodes that are on Twitch, you can come through and check those out. And don't forget, uh, Vogue Network has a shop. Vognetwork.com slash shop. So throw some money to add to get some cool t-shirts and mugs. And as we mentioned on last week's show, uh, Jessica Calvello had a hot tub birthday charity stream for AA for ADAA Anxiety and Depression Association of America. And on her stream Sunday, she raised twenty one hundred dollars. Congrats! Yep. Part of the deal was if she got to two thousand, she would have Michelle Knotts and another voice actress on, and they spent like the last hours of change playing Fall Guys. It would have. I was hoping. Well, maybe in the last half hour they'll fire up Among Us to get people from the stream to join in. That would have been fun. But you know, it was still cool nonetheless. And as of right now, I'm gonna let you know of Anime Jam Sessions' upcoming conventions. And I just want to put this disclaimer out there: these are the conventions that we are potentially going to. This may change in the next 24 to 48 hours. In the event that we do go to these conventions, the entire staff may or may not be there due to COVID restrictions and how they feel. Because I am not forcing anybody on staff to go to a con. If they don't want to go for whatever reason, they ain't got to go. Simple as that. We are, we're kind of at like DEFCON 1 now, more or less. So, just so you know, uh, we will be at PoochieCon in Atlantic City, New Jersey, August 28th. Uh, that one is a definite because yeah. I want to go say hi to Kyle. Yes, definitely, Kyle. This podcast is pretty awesome. Uh, AAC, another anime con in Lowell, Massachusetts, October 22nd to the 24th. Uh, Derpy Con, East Brunswick, New Jersey, October 29th to the 31st. Anime NYC at the Jacobs Javits Center in New York City from November 19th to the 21st. And Zenkai Con 2022 
in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the Lancaster County Convention Center. And that will be from March 25th to the 22nd, 2022. These are our five conventions, and these may change at any given time. In the event that we are not going to certain conventions or whatever, we will let you know. And let's see what else do we have here. Now, we're going to talk about Geek Roundtable. This is where we show off some of our cool swag from of our geekdom or talk about some of the geeky stuff of our week. So, uh, and I see Mako-chan has one of her husbandos out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, uh, in my vast collection of crap... Mm. Um, I, I have little mini figs, and uh, this one I got from Japan. Um, so I have a little Vincent. I have, I think, on my other shelves, I have a little Vivi, I think. Um, but yeah, I tend to go with the Chaos or Dark Magic users mm-hmm. as my favorites in the Final Fantasy games. Um, but yeah, I, I, Vincent is one of my husbandos. So how many husbandos do you have? Uh, at least one in every fandom. <laughs> and how many fandoms do you have? Uh, too many. Fair enough. <laughs> and, uh, I, I should hopefully have some, uh, you know, fun pop figures to show off uh, in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ended up getting Kid and Play. Oh, nice! Except that um, uh, Kid came out and Play was uh, pushed back. Damn. So, so um, they were both supposed to come out in uh, July, and one came out in July, and one came out in August. And because I pre-ordered them at the same time, I have to wait until all of them come in. Whoops. Yeah. So uh, I should have, in the next coming weeks, at least by the end of August, I actually have five pop figures coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> And that doesn't include the one that I bought of uh, Loki that I pre-ordered from uh, the Disney Plus series that is due out at the uh, end of the month, beginning of September-ish. Yeah, I I have a small issue um, containing myself with pop figures lately. Just a small issue? Just a small one. Um, next week I'll be showing off uh, my custom pop figure that I purchased, and I'll, I'll I'll have that one to show off. See, I I have I have I have in no position to give you grief about Funko Pops. I really ain't because if I can do this just right. No, see, what, the really funny thing is, is when they first came out, I'm like, these things are ugly. <laughs> I I was very against getting them. I was very against, you know, even having them. And then I got my very first one yeah. in, uh, in a month kit. And I'm like, well, okay, this is kind of cool. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'll collect the ones of the characters that I cosplay, mm-hmm. you know, as, you know, a little kind of, oh, yay, I cosplay this one. And then it went poof. 
And I just, I, I, I have a lot of pop figures now. I, you have more than me. But for those of you, you probably can't, see, you won't be able to see this on the podcast. But behind me, in the corner there, is a bunch of figurines that I have bought over the year. Because most of them range in price from 20 to $30. And I get about 10 bucks off by redeeming points on otaku mode, okay? I am in no position to give Mako-chan grief about her collection of Funko Pops. Yeah, I mean, just the the shelf right in front of me, which is above my computer, I have... Mm-hmm. And I see the beer, he says, 15, some are much 16, nicer than 17, others, 18, to be fair. You're right, 19, yeah. 20, 20 one medium size, one large size, and a series set. Um, that's just on the shelves that are right in front of me. That does not include, you know, the shelves that are on the other side of the room mm-hmm. or the ones that don't really fit in shelves. Um, so right now I want to say that I probably have anywhere between 50 and 60 Funko Pops. God damn, woman! Yeah. And that doesn't include the ones that are still waiting to be shipped to me. Oh, I'm, count- I'm counting my pops right now. Um, there's six over there. There's five over- up there and two there. So I have 13 regular size pops. And I like the fact that my two May pops are facing forward towards me because May is Bay. I, I kind of hope that they do a Funko Pop based on her latest skin because that's cute as hell. I have a mini... Uh, Funko Pop. It's Spike from My Little Pony, and I think that came in one of those gift boxes, too, or something like that. I'm not sure, but it's autographed. And I also have two larger My Little Pony Pops um, of Rarity and Dr. Hooves. So, I just need to find uh, pop boxes to put them in protection boxes for them. Because I kind of need the support that bottom shelf of my display. I need that space for my other figure. So, God, it's going to be crazy. Okay. Ichigo. Yeah, the convention at the end of the month, um, I'm actually getting Kyle to sign um, one of my pop figures for me. Which one? Um, I, I might have a Gohan <laughs> that I will have to have him sign for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ichigo, what's up with your what's up with your geeky week? What cool projects are you working on? Uh, I guess cool projects. Um, recently, I guess I've been into a lot of the uh, Ghibli core vibe that is very popular now. Um, it's not quite cottage core. It's more of the high fantasy mm-hmm. mixed with the mundane kind of thing. Um, and I am currently working on a dress that is going to be really, really pretty, but also very summery, very practical. Um, and I also will be working on, I guess, the upcoming costume I'm doing is based on Hyperdimensional Neptunia, which is personified gaming systems. Um, I just thought it was cute, and Wild Spice recommended that we cosplay together from it, so hopefully in the future we'll be cosplaying together. Other than that, it's just been kind of quiet on the home front. You guys know I don't tend to do a lot of uh, fandom 
shopping as so much true. as uh, spending money on cosplay supplies, I guess. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. But but as the fan, some of those who don't know, Ichigo here runs her streams during the week from like three to five, and if you don't, if you're not there for that. Tune in here, and she will tell you about some of the cool stuff she works on her streams, because I'm all for that. So, Because sometimes I forget, and there are times I just turn the stream on in the background. I'm just like, wait, she's got the good music. And there I am at the computer eating lunch and be like, let's roll with this, you know. Yeah, my chat is very vibin', yeah. very um, super chill. I know I had some, like, uh, EDM today, which was very chaotic energy. I don't know mm -hmm. where that came from, but... Usually, yeah, it's like a lo-fi, super chill, very, like, Ghibli-esque kind of vibes there. We we definitely focus a lot on tailoring for yourself mm -hmm. and learning how to pattern and stuff like that. Um, on my Discord, I will, in the next few weeks, be doing a stitch and snitch is what it's been called in my chat. But also, I just say a stitch and chit mm. chat. Um, about things like sewing feet and, of course, making your own patterns and stuff like that. So if you have any questions, if you're a cosplayer that's getting back into your art, your craft, I know we're all kind of emerging yep. from our chrysalises, uh, you can definitely hit me up, and uh, I'm more than happy to answer questions and stuff. Uh, or you can join us for Jamly Game Night. So there's my plug. There you go. <laughs> so this week for me... Um, I'm still going through Tokyo Revengers, and I haven't watched much because Crunchyroll is being a bitch. I just want to watch it. I, that's all I want to do. So I've been switching back. I've been watching more Fate Acroptica, which is really good. And then I was going to watch Tokyo Revengers tonight, but I couldn't because the app's being dumb. So I started on Shaman King, and that was really good. So I'm like two episodes in, and I've been really enjoying it. Also, we're going to get really geeky here. I'm wearing one of my old Animazement 2000 shirts. And to and one thing about Animazement, I can I can tell you is the first is the first time I discovered Applebee's because at the time that you could they were only in the south. We're going back as you can say about 20 years. So that was kind of cool. Going to Applebee's on day 0. So but for geekiness, um Wario64 tweets out deals on games and stuff like that, and gamer-related uh, merchandise. So, usually around Ju July, August, Hallmark starts putting out the uh, their special um, ornaments and so forth. Basically, I am on the wait list for the Super Nintendo ornament. But, I did come across an ornament from 2020 that I wanted. And Mako's going to be a little salty when I show it off. What's that? 8-Bit Luigi. Oh, nice. Not just 8-Bit Luigi, but 8-Bit Fire Luigi. It Well, it depends. In the original Super Mario Brothers game, this is how Luigi looked. When he got the fire flower, the shirt would turn red. Oh, was that? Yeah. I haven't played that game in so long. They, yeah, they fixed that in Super Mario 3, and then when they did uh -huh. the All-Stars collection, they actually changed it to he had his actual green and blue outfit and then would turn white and green when he got the Fire Flower. But yeah. And open it up. And here it is. Nice. 
Yeah, I lucked out and was able to get the Luigi from the, what was it, the 2018 collection or 2019 collection? Which one was that? Um, I believe that was Luigi on a gift box. Oh, okay. I didn't see that one, but if I come across it, I'll see if I can throw money at it. Because this was like under 10 bucks, and I believe you can still find it. Okay. Oh, and I also went. Sh- I went uh, shopping. Twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Twenty seventeen. It was a limited quality, uh, limited quantity, and currently it is going for thirty two dollars. Oh wow! Also went throughout there. A friend of mine came to town, and we went. We we hung out, did a little bit of shopping. I went the book off, and I came across. I found a a J-pop Christmas CD that I did not have, nor was I able to find, so I bought that. And and I found a, a CD collection for Mako-chan. Yes, I saw that. Thank you for grabbing that for me. I just want you to know, that CD set's been there since, like, May. <laughs> also, whoever sold it took very good care of it because the case is in pristine condition. Awesome. So, only thing that's missing is like the little, it's like the little tag that comes with, with Japanese CDs and stuff like that. So, you know. But other than mm-hmm. that, it's in very good condition. Alright. So, anywho, we're going to move along and it's time for one of my hot takes. And this time, I promise you, it will not take as long as the last one. Because this one is pretty short because the comp because these people decided they realized that they fucked up. So one of the things we have been discussing on this show is cons changing plans and so forth due to COVID and so forth. And, you know, and that's been happening. And it's understandable. Cons have been canceling, postponing making changes. Otakon basically said, uh, we're not requiring vac- proof of vaccination, but you have to mask up. And I have heard stories of staff and security yelling at people who are not masked and des- who are, who are ma- unmasking in mask designation areas. Unmasking parts, locations like food court or whatever, which is understandable. If you're not eating or drinking, you got to have a mask. On. So, this tidbit of information came came across my feed from my friend Sarah. Uh, there is a popular convention out in the Midwest, in Midwest, called NDK Non Descon. They basically said it was going to be optional for people to have a mask, and they were not going to force staffers to wear masks, and so on and so forth. Someone tell me what kind of Bullshit is that we're in the middle of a motherfucking pandemic and you mean to tell me you're not going to allow you're going to be be very lackadaisical with masks. Are you crazy? Are you on? Are you smoking the bad strain of weed? Are you smoking that synthetic stuff? But thankfully, not even three days after I discussed this, they backpedaled. They're now requiring everyone to wear a mask. And I'm just like, thank you. How hard is that? They said that they will be requiring people to wear masks in locations where the convention is going to be held, which is like three areas 
of the of the Gaylord Hotel that's out there. Outside of that, they have no control over it short of the hotel. Personally, I feel that the hotel should be mandating masks in all areas regardless. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. We have basically three to four different uh, COVID variants coming through and you're going to be very lackadaisical on masks. I, I'm at a point where, you know, if a company or an event says you don't have to wear masks, if someone gets sick and dies or whatever, I hope that family sues that event because they were being lackadaisical on it. We, we, we can't do that. Absolutely not. You know, and as Ron before twenty one says, I guess it's optional for them to be healthy as well, dummies. Uh, yeah, I get, I absolutely get that. If I'm running an event during all of this, I'm gonna straight up be like, look, all of those on staff have to wear a mask. All of those who are on staff, you gotta show proof of vaccination. If you ain't got either or, then you can't. You simply cannot staff. We have X amount of months before the convention. There is no excuse. That's the way I look at it. But the hotel says, I don't care what the hotel says. But the state says, I don't care what the state says. You've got to throw that all out. you got to do things like this for the sake of not just yourself, but for everybody else, you know? Look. I got vaccinated for... Mako, Ichigo, Ari, everybody else on staff, all of my friends, so I can actually go out and do shit, you know? I know people who cannot get vaccinated for medical reasons, and I totally get that. Then you got the other idiots, we will not go down that road because we'll be there all day. But basically, let's just get shit done, mask up, get your shots, and if you're going to any of these events out there, just be careful. That's it. And that's all I got to say about that. And we're going to swing over and have, um, let's see, who do we have first up? Oh, me. Talking about uh, the, the vaccinations and so forth. Since I'm already on a freaking roll about it, so I might as well <laughs> just go, just continue on this roll. So. And as you can see here on the rundown, uh, Anime NYC has a COVID mandate. They're basically saying that for this event, they require proof of vaccination and mask use for all participants. This includes fans, exhibitors, artists, guests, crews, everybody. And they're basically saying that, you know, that's it. This is what's going to happen. He said the entire staff has been vaccinated. And he also, and this is also coming also from the con. They're saying that this may change depending on the status of the pandemic. I don't care. I just want to kind of put this on a on a side note. I don't care if 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 if, if our new governor or who says you know we don't need masks. I expect the con to be like, you need a mask. But the city said you need a mask. But the state said you need a mask. We are a private entity. You need a mask. Simple as that. How hard is that? You know? So, let me get back to this. So, but there are basically two ways, actually three ways, to show proof of vaccination. Number one. Your card. Number two. There is an Excelsior Pass that you can download. 
you go onto the app, you put in what vaccinations you had, when you had them, it'll generate a badge in the app and you can show that off. New York City has something similar. And you and you scan your ID and you scan your badge. Now, for those of you who are coming out of state, try the New York City, the NYC pass, because they will be checking. So even if, if you don't want to carry it around, because look, the I like that I like having these cards, but these are a little bit too bulky to carry in my wallet. So that's why I have it here. That's why I have an app. But then you got those who are coming to come to Anime NYC who are not in this, not in New York City or New York doing this. It may help you. It may just work. Now, as for New York Comic Con, we do not know. They have not said anything, but updates are coming soon. So that's all y'all need to know. Honestly, I think we just need to start masking up because I don't know, know about y'all. I don't know if I can handle another lockdown. I don't know if I can. New York, New York has already had two. And as Ron before 21 says, and please just take the shot and save the 400 bucks to get a fake vaccine card. If you pay $400 for a fake card, you get what you deserve. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Four. On top of that, shame on any anime fan who does not think that they should be wearing a mask. I'm sorry. The culture you praise, it's standard practice to wear one when you're feeling under the weather or you think that your health may affect someone else. So any anime fan that says, I can't wear a mask unless you have a medical emergency that requires you not to because you have a predisposed illness... I have cosplay friends who have half a lung and still wear a freaking mask. Mm -hmm. So no more excuses, guys, especially if you're going to concerts or you're going to conventions. There's just no excuse anymore. Exactly. I mean, but then again, you got to understand the same weebs that bitch about wanting to pay for anime want cheap this and cheap that will shell out $400, you know, for a fake vaccination card. Same weebs that won't shower at a con, but definitely throw money towards the latest. You know, that's all I got to say is, you know, Anywho, let's move along. Let's move along here. Michael John, what's going on with Crunchyroll? Yes, yeah, so it seems that uh, we've got a little, uh, I guess, conglomerate happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sony Pictures and AT&T announced that um, they Sony has completed the acquisition of AT&T's Crunchyroll anime business through Funimation Global Group. Mm-hmm. So this means that Funimation now is combined with Crunchyroll. 
Um, so the chairman and president of the Sony Group Corporation states, we are very excited to welcome Crunchyroll to the Sony Group. Anime is a rapidly growing medium that enthralls and inspires emotion among audiences around the globe. The alignment of Crunchyroll and Funimation will enable us to get even closer to the creators um, and fans who are the heart of the anime community. We look forward to delivering even more outstanding entertainment that fills the world with motion through anime. Uh, Crunchyroll adds tremendous value to Sony's existing anime businesses, including Funimation and our terrific partners at Aniplex and Sony Music Entertainment Japan. With Crunchyroll and Funimation, we are committed to creating the ultimate anime experience for fans and presenting a unique opportunity for our key partners, publishers, and the immensely talented creators to continue to deliver their masterful content to audiences around the world. With the addition of Crunchyroll, we have an unprecedented opportunity to serve anime fans like never before and deliver the anime experience across any platform they choose, from theatrical events, um, home entertainment, games, streaming, linear TV, everywhere and any way uh, fans want to experience the anime. Our goal is to create a unified anime subscription experience as soon as possible. So the purchase price for this was $1.175 billion. I kind of want to play the Price is Right win theme right there for that. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, depending on how this goes, um, I, I'm obviously they're going to create some sort of... Uh, Ichigo has cookies. Yes. Um, <laughs> she went to the she went to the dark side. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yes, but... I am of the dark side. We have cookies. I I accidentally touched one of my hotkeys. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot cookies. Cookies. Um, but yeah. So obviously, uh, we're gonna be looking at some sort of collaboration. Uh, whether that be, I'm. I mean. Here's to hoping that we actually get decent apps from these freaking people. Um, because at this point, you gotta start fixing what's out there instead of adding more crap. Okay. I like the new Funimation app. What I Now, I'm talking from an Xbox uh, point of view. What I hate about the app is each season has its own row. I miss in the old Funimation app, you went down to the season, you highlight it, you pick the season you wanted, and the episodes will bring that back. That's what I'm asking. Bring that back. Secondly, for the love of God, fix the motherfucking Crunchyroll app. I mean, really. In order for me to watch anime on Crunchyroll, I gotta go to the episode. Wait about 10 seconds to see if it loads. If not, leave the app. Go back into the app. Open the episode. Leave the app. Go back into the app. I have to do that a few times for it to play an episode. Then from that point on, I can watch whatever I want. It's like as if the app can't hook to the proper stream, you know? Has anybody else had the issue of 
you want to play commercials for me, but I only get the audio and sometimes it's screamingly loud. So I have to immediately mute any anime I'm watching. And then I have to wait for your stupid commercial to finish, which I won't know because there are no visual cues because your video won't play. And then I have to go back 10 seconds, which it's so cumbersome on your, your format, your platform that I might as well just watch anime on a cardboard box. Or at that point, you you find you find um, whoever is fan subbing it, and you grab it from them. You know, at that point. And then I do believe they were talking about creating like a unified account that allows you to go to either or, which I'm more or less okay with. I look, and as some people have said, you go to. You go to uh, Crunchyroll for the subtitled version. You go to Funimation for the dubbed episodes. That's starting to blend back and forth, you know? And as Questbuster uh, mentions that, Eurogamer noted that Sony apparently has plans to roll Crunchyroll into a more expensive PlayStation Plus offering, which I'm not surprised. It would be... But here's something interesting. Um, I think if you sign up for Game Pass, you get like two months streaming a Funimation or Crunchyroll, one of those, that would be kind of cool if Microsoft can cut a deal for those who have, like, live or Game Pass, you know, something like that, and just, like, throw it in there, you know. That would be, be kind of cool, but we will see. But what so Sony needs to do, now that Funimation and Crunchyroll are under the same banner, for the love of God, y'all, Move all of your and move all of your content to the Akamai servers. Y'all own them. You use them for PlayStation now, so there's gotta be space, you know. I just don't want the site. I just don't want the apps to be identical to each other. Case in point, go to Grubhub.com and Seamless.com. That's it. That's all. That's all I gotta say. I I, I don't want that. You would think both of those sites would have like a unified login, so I don't have to go to two separate sites to see what days I ate food here and there. God, that is crazy. Anywho, uh, moving right along, um, we got some good news about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Six. Um, it should go take it away. Yeah, if you yourself have been ready for one heck of a bizarre adventure, mm-hmm. JoJo's. Stone Ocean breaks out its first teaser trailer, visual, and that it's going to have a Netflix December worldwide release. After fans have waited for what feels like 15 years, I was going to say 84 years, uh, for the first look at JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean anime, the first trailer for the next JoJo part was released today, the 8th of August, during a special panel that was streamed live on the Warner Brothers Japan Anime YouTube channel. Alongside the trailer, the core staff was revealed, the main cast was filled out with some new and returning voice actors, and a brand new visual was released. It was also revealed that Stone Ocean will release on Netflix worldwide in December 2021, before it airs on Japanese TV in January 2022. Wow. Supporting Aifarazu as Jolene, is Mutsumi Tamura Kobayashi from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid as Hermes Costello, Maria Ise, Kiloa Zoldik from Hunter Hunter as FF, Atsumi Tanezaki or Mizori Yoreizaki from Sound Euphonium and Liz and the Bluebird, 
as Emporio al Nino, Yuichiro Umehara, Kurenosoma from Fruits Basket as Weather Forecast, Daisuke Namikawa mm -hmm. from Toru Oikawa in Haikyuu as Narciso Anastasia, and Daisuke Ono returning as Jotaro Kujo. Yare yare Chief dance. Director Kenichi Suzuki returns from the first three parts of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, with Toshiyuki Kato returning from Diamond is Unbreakable as the director. Yasuko Kobayashi returns from all five parts as the series composer. Masanori Shino joins the franchise as character designer. Shinichi Ishimoto as the stand designer, being promoted from Golden Wind's sub-character designer, with Yoshikazu Iwanami returning as sound director and music from Yugo Kano, who has been doing music for the series from Stardust Crusaders onward. The animation will once again be produced at David Production, and there are other members of staff that you can definitely check out in the article. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean follows Jolene Cujo as she goes to prison for a crime she didn't commit, and set 10 years after the events of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind, the series created by Hirohiko Araki, ran in Weekly Shonen Jump from January 1st, 2000 to April 21st, 2003, and was collected into 17 volumes. The first parts of the TV anime adaptation of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure are on Crunchyroll, and you can definitely look for part six in December on Netflix. Yeah, and I also, and that made me wonder, because my first look is it's like, at Cal, the Sailor Moon movies ended up on Netflix as opposed to Viz, which means it would have gone directly on to um, Funimation and Hulu. And it makes me wonder, you know, I wonder if, you know, as Viz was dubbing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, did it go directly to Netflix first? Because I don't remember ever seeing it on Hulu, but that would be kind of cool, you know. Makes me wonder if in this case, you know, Netflix is like, no, 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 Viz, we got this, you know. It's kind of interesting. And now that, um, believe it or not, Amazon has the rights to the first three Ava movies and they're redubbing them. But unfortunately, we're not going to see them, supposedly. So, But we'll find out in like, um, let's see, I think three days when the movie, when it comes out. Or 13th or the 31st, either or, I don't remember, but we'll see. Anywho, let's see, what else do we have here? Ah, we're going to go back in time. I forgot to put that on the on the rundown. Whoops. Let me dro drop that in there real quick. Uh, basically, we're going to talk about um, Back to the Future. <laughs> I think that's something that nobody was really expecting. Alright, let's save. That should pop right up. Now let me refresh on my side over here. And, yeah, it's up there, so let's go. Wouldn't be too surprising if after this they get, there is an anime adaptation of the entire trilogy. That would be kind of, that'd be kind of funky. That would be fun. I know. I, I'm still waiting. Like, when, when are we going to get the Harry Potter anime? You got seven books, seven seasons. It can be done. But, again, that's a story for another time. That's a rabbit hole. We're not going to go down today. 
in regards to Back to the Future, um, what's happening is that it's being adapted into a light novel series aimed at children, which is going to be published in Japan by a popular publishing company under their popular Kiminovo imprint. Based on Robert Zemeckis' film, Back to the Future light novel adaptation is written by Ichiro Omi and features illustrations by Zirogo Iwamoto. The books are aimed at children in elementary school and junior high, and the first volume will be published in Japan on August 18, 2021, with a retail price of 748 yen, which is about 679, which includes tax. And and the basic story of the of Back to the Future, the 1985 film, is that uh, when teenager Marty McFly is blasted to 1955 in the DeLorean time machine created by the eccentric Doc Brown, he finds himself mixed up in a time-altering chain reaction that could vaporize his future and leave him trapped in the past. That's interesting. And what I'm going to do now is show off the cover, the cover, which is very, which is really cool looking. Doc doesn't look as doesn't look as crazy in this in this fan art. <laughs> and as uh, as Questmaster says, I miss Back to the Future right at, at Universal. And Anson Mark goes totally not Rick and Morty. Oh no. How people can watch Rick and Morty, I'll never know. All right. Uh, I think this one is Ichigo. It's talking about Good Smiles in-person event. That's kind of cool to hear about. Yeah, so the Good Smile Company, which many of you know, um, produces a lot of toys and figures and has even i think they've even produced shows uh i know primarily though they've been known for their like nendroid and stuff mm -hmm. like that are produced by the good smile company uh you might know them for their unique merchandise and in particular their adorably collectible nendroid figure line starting later this month they'll also be known for in-person events on this side of the pacific Kicking it off with Smile Fest Volume One, mm. the event will take place on the in the Rodeo Thirty Nine Public Market in Stanton, California, because California gets everything anime, and you shall never understand why. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, celebrating the company's twentieth anniversary, an outdoor festival area will feature vendors including Four Fans by Fans, Smelly Panda, and Good Smile themselves. A cosplay contest and a spin to win game where you can pick up Good Smiles figures. There will also be a stamp rally so you can work your way up to a prize as you eat and shop your way around Rodeo 39. Mm. Smile Fest will take place August 22nd and tickets are now available via Eventbrite. And for those who don't know what Rodeo 39 is, I believe that is that the um, one of the Asian markets that's over in California? Or is that that's Ranch 99, isn't it? I'm remembering it. I'm actually. I'm actually pulling it up. It's just like a regular place. Oh, it's a mall. Mall, yeah. <laughs> is that word wrong? Am I using it incorrectly? No, I don't or is think it like, so. Because I know on the West Coast, there's a lot more of like these indoor marketplaces where it's just like a bunch of, it's like a food court where every shop is owned by someone else. Yeah, there's, there is a couple of places like that here in Brooklyn. Um, mm -hmm. There's one like near downtown Brooklyn in the, the city center is, is a place that's like that. They have like a pop up for for pretty decent barbecue. But yeah, if you are interested in that, you can definitely check out the article and find more information on their website. Cool. And let's see. 
didn't update this. Whoops. Okay, that's updated. And now wrapping up the news tonight is Mako Chan telling us about about the about the Weebs anime and the Olympics. Yeah. So um, obviously, with uh, the Olympics happening in Japan, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of the athletes, I should say, decided to show off their appreciation. So, um, there were quite a few Olympians that decided that they were going to show their love for manga and anime. Uh, Matildas Tent Tent Glow. Uh, did a pose from One Piece before winning gold in the men's long jump. Uh, and other athletes followed. American shock putter Peyton Otterdahl uh, made another One Piece homage doing mm -hmm. Frankie's super pose. And even said super as he did it. Um, the official One Piece staff Twitter sent the finalist a nice congratulatory note writing, we sincerely celebrate the activities of our Nakama and around the world with the utmost respect for your efforts and achievements. After winning bronze in the men's 200, Team USA's Noah Lyle celebrated with a Kamehameha. On Instagram, Lyle's confirmed that it is, in fact, a Kamehameha and not a street fighter Hadoken. Um, China's 400-meter men's relay team likewise did what was either a Kamehameha or a Hadouken pose before their competition. Team Italy, meanwhile, also seem like big Dragon Ball fans, um, whereas <laughs> five of them decided that they were going to be uh, the Ginyu Force, while some others decided that they were going to attempt to uh, do a fusion dance. <laughs> Uh, Mexican gymnast Alexa Moreno did her floor routine to the Demon Slayer soundtrack. Um, and it's not uncommon for anime music or video game music to be used in routines like this. Um, but it does make it a little bit special when they are being done in the home country. Um, figure skater uh, Evgina Medev... I can never Med pronounce Medvedva. Medevda, um, she has already proved that Sailor Moon works well with ice skating. Um, and this team, this year's team, Uzbekistan, showed how well it goes with rhythmic gymnastics. I absolutely love that. I think personally that was like my favorite thing out, out of out of out of everything. Because, yes, I did they, like the other animes, but I think out of all the other animes that were really represented in the Olympics by the, by the fans, I have a bigger bond with Sailor Moon. So, you know, mm -hmm. I was really enjoying that routine. And then um, there were other references during the uh, floor shows for Attack on Titan and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, so, I, obviously, it's inevitable... Because this is being held in Japan, a lot of people wanted to show their love for um, the characters, their mm -hmm. love for the anime, their love for the manga. Um, and when, you know, everything comes to the Olympics for 2024, which is going to be in Paris, 
Um, they say, don't be surprised that you might have more shout outs for anime and manga since it is extremely popular in France. Um, so you may go ahead and see more of that there. Mm-hmm. On to other things. Uh, the closing ceremonies, um, they went a little bit traditional with. So, well, the opening ceremony ended up doing, um, uh, I guess, uh, they did video game music for when the athletes were coming on. The closing ceremony, they ended up doing a slightly bit more traditional. Um, they had the traditional, um, the the bond dances, the anu performances, uh, but they also had... Um, an homage to the biggest anime in Japan, which is Demon Slayer. Uh-huh. And the final song, the closing song, Garange, uh, which is composed by Kyoko Kusano and sung by Lisa in its full version, was featured during the closing ceremonies, performed by Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra with dancing in the main stadium. Um, so, yeah, the closing ceremonies played a ska version of, uh, I guess, no, it was one of the openings. It's Garange. It yeah. I thought it was one of the endings. Um, but, yeah, so they did a ska version of the Demon Slayer opening. I, I mean, um, right, right now, as you say that, I am remembering from the movie Basketball, where they played a, where Real Big Fish did a ska version of Take On Me. So that was, that was kind of cool. And yes, Ron, before 21, I need to see that, too. And to go back to here, uh, Anson Mark says, no track and field folks did any Naruto running. I am disappointed. <laughs> and Ronma421 says, I, w- I was upset that they didn't use Kodachi Kuno music for gymnastics. Disgraceful. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, some, there's actually some good tracks in there that could, that could work. But to go back to the whole, you know, Team Ubekistan doing the Sailor Moon routine, um, check this out. That was a fan art that was done on Twitter. I think that's absolutely amazing. It's basically, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, it's a fan art of Sailor Moon wearing Team Uzbekistan's uh, uniform, but there's extra perks on it to make it really like like Sailor Moon because the, the heart brooch is right there in the middle. I think that's really cool. As much as I like their outfits, I really wish that they would have, since they did do such a strong Sailor Moon theme for their, I guess, for their floor show, I kind of wish they all were in different colors. To represent the inner senshi? Yeah, to Mm -hmm. represent all, you know, all of the senshi instead of just them having the same outfit. I mean, I understand it. They, you know, that's the whole thing is it's it's uniform and it's, you know, showing team. But to have all the different fuku colors, I think, would have been really cool, too. I think I I saw this in passing a team Mexico. Um, I think they were doing rhythmic gymnastics or another uh, event. Where the backs of their uniforms were the different symbols from Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's cool. Yep, that was kind of that was cool too. You know what? You know what would have been nice if like the big anime houses could have gone could have 
just I think I mentioned this last week. Could have joined forces and just given us like a five part anime OAV Olympics thing, you know? Imagine seeing your favorite anime characters doing like doing summer Olympics. That would be kind of cool, you know. Mm-hmm. But um I'm probably going to have to actually sit down and track down. Hopefully, Peacock actually has a closing ceremony so I can watch it because I definitely want to watch it now. And now that we got that out the way, we're at the part of the show that y'all really enjoy more than anything else. Meanwhile, in Japan, um, we have four stories. We'll do three of them and we'll see how it goes. Let's see. I will take the third story. I'll take the first or fourth story if Mako doesn't want either of those. Okay, so who's taking what story? I'm taking Rondo the third wants one. The third? Yes. Um, and... I will take the I guess the second one and do the update. Qualification. There we go. Okay. Uh then I will take the first one. I just I that might be a company that's in the fourth one. Their chicken is delicious. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so let's go into uh, more technological conundrums that Japan just apparently can't get enough of. You guys think you've been having it hard in lockdown. Well, <laughs> this company might have something to fight with you about. Lord, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> so, uh, Dame-kan... One of Japan's top food delivery services is consequently seeking lump sum payments from some affected users. Food delivery, delivery ooh, services payments processing error allows some people to eat for free for three years. Mm. I'm being charged 60,000 yen, the US equivalent of $547 now, I'm going to die. I received a unilateral message telling me to pay up within two weeks due to a payment error. These are just a couple of the messages that were posted to social media by users of the home food delivery service, Damekan, after it came to light on June 30th that an error in payment processing for certain orders over the past three years essentially allowed people to eat delivered food for free. In a notice that affected users only, Damekan stated that while a portion of the orders placed through the mobile phone carrier's payment apps, namely Docomo, Eau, and SoftBank, were accepted and the food was delivered, a glitch in the system on Damekan's end caused the carriers to either refund or cancel any charges. Your food, delivery, and service charges come to a grand total of zero yen. Enjoy! <laughs> Here's the tough part. The company began accepting mobile phone carrier payments on August 24, 2018. And the glitch seems to have occurred any time between August 2018 through April 15, 2021. Zemekan is now seeking lump sum retroactive payments from affected users for that entire duration. I'm beginning to regret all those late night orders. This story leaves us with more questions than available answers at the time of the press. Why did it take so long for anyone to catch on to the system error? How many owls are in my phone right now? Um, how many users were affected and how much money was lost? What would happen if someone refuses to pay the money they technically owe the company? 
The company has yet to make any formal statement regarding the details. While waiting for further information, let's focus on a happier memory of the company instead. Like that time they teamed up with Yoshinoya to deliver beef bowls to medical workers via drone. Yeah, that's a mistake on a cake, bro. I, I look at it this way. In a way that reminds me of how <laughs> sometimes comp- like websites will have like these glitches like, like stuff on sale and it's a glitch and then everybody goes and orders that item at that price and maybe three or four of those people will get the item and the rest are cancelled because it was a glitch on their end and because it is a glitch the way the laws are you are not op- they are not obligated to honor that price I and like th- what Tiataviri said in the <laughs> chat he said dokomo more like dokuamani <laughs> Well, well, well. I was going to say they did invest in Sprint after all, but then I realized that was SoftBank, not Docomo. Whoops. Yeah, that was, that was SoftBank. But yeah, I definitely, uh, I feel like this is on par of the company. Yes, that's what I truly me, believe. This has to. This is like your IT guy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you didn't notice that that there was this issue. Like you're not getting thousands of payments, probably millions of dollars. In the last three years from, like, this many people, it doesn't seem right. Something seems suspicious. So, I I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't feel that bad. It's, it's those companies that don't invest in their infrastructure and then go, why do we still have to do this? Why is this broken? Our server's from 1993, but it still works, right? This is why you have a production server. And a live server. God. I'll tell you this right now. If I got a bill for like that, I'm like, you know what? I'll see y'all in court. Because I'm not paying. I will see you all in court. Or matter of fact, I'll tell you what. Here's 2,000 yen to go away. Here's 2,000 yen. Call it even. Not my fault. Move along. Seattle's got the jokes tonight. He Mm. said, Japanese office space? Ugh. Lovely. They're going to take the servers out to the back and beat them and have to be held back. Sometimes that has to be done. <laughs> it just, Ronma, it has to be done. I also am in IT. I should know. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see what do we have next. All right, so, Marco, you're taking the last story? No, I'm taking the second story. Go for it. Sorry. (laughs) What's going on? It's been a long day. I'm stuck in the studio with no air conditioning and the heat and the temperature is going up. Yes, it is. Okay, so this is a sort of update. Um, We, I know we had spoken of this uh, a little while ago um, about the man that ended up suing the supermarket when he stepped on a piece of pumpkin tempura slipped and fell um originally he had been uh told that they would compensate him for about 60,000 yen which is about 545 dollars he decided to sue the company and this was last december uh the tokyo district court ruled in his favor for approximately $5,270. However, this isn't the end. 
This past Wednesday, the Tokyo High Court overturned the district court's ruling, dismissing the man's claim for further compensation. While the judge in the initial trial had deemed that Summit, the grocery store chain, had been in violation of safe business operation ordinances, the High Court pointed to a number of factors in his ruling that Summit had not been negligent starting with the confirmation that the tempura had been dropped not by a Summit employee, but by another shopper. Citing its small size of approximately 13 centimeters, which is 5.1 inches in length, um, it was said that it would not have been difficult to avoid, and also that it had not been on the ground for an amount of time inordinately long enough to constitute legal negligence. Uh, with personal law uh, injury lawsuits far less common in Japan than in many other countries, online reactions to the high court's decision have been largely positive, um, with basically everybody saying, happy to see they overturned it, this was right, an obvious decision, I'm glad common sense prevailed. Oddly enough, the reversal of the tempora ruling comes just one week after a verdict in an even larger lawsuit regarding a lettuce-related supermarket injury. In this case, a 60-something-year-old Tokyo man filed a lawsuit against a Kanagawa Prefecture grocery store he had been shopping in since 2015. While there, he slipped and fell in the produce section, which he blamed on the floor being wet from water dripping off lettuce that had been sprayed to keep it crisp. Seeking compensation for lingering lingering uh, injuries and loss of income, the Tokyo District Court ruled in favor, offering offering ordering the store to pay him 21 million yen, which is $190,910. Uh, the judge ruled that it was predictable that the water would drip from the lettuce onto the floor, and so the store, which had created the wet conditions, should have dried or otherwise taken further precautions in the areas where customers would be walking. So there you go, um, two different incidences, uh, and just, you know, I know we spoke about the tempura one, Mm -hmm. um, and that one was, again, overturned. Uh, so yeah, no fault in the, uh, grocery store for that one. But, uh, yeah, um, open your eyes and look for food on the floor. Basically. Don't just step on it. And try to wear, and try to wear shoes and sneakers with non-slip soles. Or at least try. And now, we talk about Train Otaku. So, what happened was, it seems that furious Train Otaku in Japan confront a foreign bicyclist after he gets in the way of their cameras. Oh, I can understand that. It's like when you're at a con, you're taking a picture of a cosplayer, and someone, for some reason, they don't see you standing there with the camera and just walk right by. So, some of the hardest of Japan's hardcore otaku are the train otaku, or tetsuota, as they're called for short. While taking photos of a public transportation infrastructure can be a relaxing, low-key hobby, some take it very seriously. 
the latest example being an incident that took place Thursday night along the Inoshima Electric Railway in Kanagawa Prefecture. Because of its picturesque location on the fashionable Shonen Coast and unique streetcar configuration, the Inoden, as the line is known, is particularly popular among the Tetsuota. So when word got out that test runs were going to be performed for a new model of Inoden carriage, the Tetsuota showed up in the middle of the night with the aim of securing bragging rights to be the first fans to photograph the upgraded rolling stock. But as the train came around the curve near an intersection where a particularly large crowd has gathered, so too did a non-Japanese bicyclist. Pedaling up the street, his bike was between the train and the camera, and his left arm was raised high. This instantly enraged the Tetsuoto, who began shouting, What are you doing? Get out of the way, you moron! Video is available, um, which I will drop into our our site here if you want to click on that Twitter link and check it out. But as per the video, it's hard to tell if the man was raising his hand to wave at the crowd or signal that he wanted to turn up the street that several of the Tetsuoda seemed to be blocking the entrance to and positioning themselves to photograph the train. Either way, the crowd continues shouting as the train continues on with a handful of the Tetsuoda approaching the man after he stops his bike. This is seriously bad news, someone says, while another shouts, pay up. And the bad news voice can be heard seconding the motion, agreeing, pay up. Yeah, for sure. It's illogical. It's logical that he should pay up. It is unclear that the suggested shakedown eventually took place or not, but the incident has divided opinions online as one side of those taking the cyclists for task for what they see as intentionally spoiling the Tetsu Oda's photos. With the fault finding going as far as saying the man should be punished for the dangerous behavior of riding a bicycle with only one hand on the handlebars. But on the other side, there are those who find the reaction of the on-site rail fans completely out of proportion with the perceived impoliteness, leaving various comments such as, Totally laughing at what happened by the Enoden. Personally, I'd be satisfied with having that guy in my photo. Instead of getting mad at him for messing up the pics, shouldn't they be working on their own manners not making so much noise in a residential neighborhood? With Japan currently closed to international tourism, it stands to reason that the bicyclist is likely a Japanese resident, and thus someone you'd expect to at least be aware of how passionate Japanese rail fans are, and how disappointed they'd be by someone photobombing their train shot. On the other hand, he's using a public road, and not under any obligation to alter his route, simply but to help someone better indulge their otaku hobby. Really, the only thing that can be said for sure is that if a group of strangers start yelling at you and taking and talking about potentially robbing you, it's probably the best thing to do is to keep on peddling. Now, I'm on a couple of Facebook pages about the New York City subway, and it's basically people posting videos of the newer trains and stuff like that, but it's not as extreme as these... Um, as, as these uh, Tetsuotas. Good Lord Almighty. I've never run into one, but I have seen otaku, normal anime otaku equivalent of those, and even running into them are, are not good. Like, I get it. It's mm-hmm. your fandom, but at the same time, too, it's like uh, those con-goers uh, that end up going, like, to a con and then thinking that the real world rules don't apply mm-hmm. to them because they're in their quote unquote safe space and they right. can act a fool as much as they want mm-hmm. when that is not at all like people have to live in stuff 
But on the same point, like, you would hope that the bicyclist would be self-aware enough that they wouldn't be running in front of people's photos and things like that. Yeah. I don't think that that condones threats against their life and or robbing a bicyclist because you're in their space at that point. But at the same time, like, just be respectful of each other. Mm -hmm. Like, is that so hard? I don't understand. People have gotten worse since they have been locked away and not have uh, their manners have been reinforced badly by the Internet or something. I don't know. I think at this point we need to lock them back away again. Yeah, they, they you're grounded. Go back to lockdown. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, especially as like Bonds is saying in the chat, especially if you are like a professional photographer or even just a, a, a photographer that, that dabbles in the end of like the higher end camera, the better production mm-hmm. quality. I I understand that it would be really frustrating to have an issue without like with having a bicyclist go in front of your photo. But at the same time, I mean, as long as it's not like when, what was it? There there was like a building that was being uh, demolished and a bus pulled right in front of like NBC or CBS or something like that. And the bus was like, and like sit down and they were like, Oh, come on, man. And then like, you heard the explosion going off and then the bus was like, and like pulled away and the the building was already like gone. See, <laughs> that, that, like, that's, a, that's a, that's a type of mess you see on third on the show. 30 like, rock. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So like, just don't be a dick about it on, on both parties side. Like, just don't be, don't be that guy. Exactly. Oh, and looking at Makochan's screen, looks like Vivi decided to show up. Yes, I found him. That's that's on my list of cosplays. But anywho, as Bonds Double Six says, I literally have my ears on alert and take stock of where I am and what's going on around me. And Quest Buster goes, Vivi is love. Yes. And now that we got that out the way, I think it's time to wrap up. Wouldn't you all agree? Yes. Yes, I would like to go sew pants, please. I would like <laughs> to go to sleep now. <laughs> you, did you say you wanted to go pantsless? No, I want to go sew pants. Yeah, part. I couldn't understand what you were saying. Like pants. I mean, I'm not wearing pants. Woo! Band on Twitch. Okay, I'm wearing leggings. <laughs> See, there's a reason why Mako Ch- Mako camera's on is on her uh, fandom. Yeah, there you go. I mean. I, I would call those puffy pants on both those gentlemen, but, mm. you know, fashion. Yes, and Bonzo success. we have a no pants day here in New York City. Yes, I participated in one of those one DC year. It was kind it of too. Fun. Down here in the Capitol, we have it, too, when uh, the Metro, people go pantsless on the Metro, and I'm yeah. like, why? Oh, conve- oh, conventional improv, fun stuff. Yeah. But anywho. Well... We hope you like the show and you enjoyed what we had to offer. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Uh, don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com, where we have all of our weekly podcasts, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews anime reviews, convention reports, links to our convention photos and videos, editorials, all that and then some at AnimeJamSession.com And don't forget, you can also check out our podcast on your mobile on your mobile device. 
any app that you use for downloading podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it. Just search Anime Jam Session, over 500 episodes for you to take a listen to. Some good, some bad, but it's all in well fun and is straight up honest to the core. And don't forget to follow us on our social media, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, follow us there for our convention photos, convention videos, when articles are going up, when we're going live, all that, and then some. And down below is links to our tip jar. A link to donate to our, to our link on Streamlabs, our Ko-Fi, the bits that we are getting throughout the show. All that is great. We really appreciate that. When you want to host us, that's also great because we are a bunch of individual uh, podcasters. We talk about stuff from the heart and what we really mean. So that's how we that's how we do that. So now we're gonna go around the room. Last words, microphone. I need a nap that lasts for eight hours. Mm. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I'm gonna go sew some pants night, y'all. My last words is, I'm going to finish this water, edit this podcast, and catch up with TV and have a little bit of scoop of ice cream, so, and then hit the gym. So, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Ari will join us. He has some stories of yore to tell and all that good stuff. Yes, Ron, before 21. Michael Chan always need always needs a nap. <laughs> I enjoy naps. See? I enjoy sleep. See? <laughs> okay, let's get up on out of here. <laughs> I'm Ranma. I'm Michael Chan. And I need to go gummy. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. Rest up and we'll see you next week. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Oh, that is great. Perfect. See you all next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!